so awesome. Are we ready to vibrate up? <laughs> <laughs> vibrate upwards? <laughs> How does that sound weird? Vibrate does sound a little it's vi- I mean, vibra- vibration up? Vibe mm-hmm. sounds way better. Yeah. Like, chill. Yeah, it is more chill. <laughs> Alright, so tonight, we- I got a tip that we still need to introduce ourselves. Because people are having trouble actually following who's saying what, so. That's fair. My name is Aisha. I'm Alex. I'm Alyssa. I'm Kristen. And tonight we're going to be talking about religion. That's a very broad topic, but mostly like our experiences with it and how we've come to think the way that we do now. And we're not saying anything is right or wrong. This is just our opinions based off of our experiences. I can kick it off. Go for it. Take it away. So... Personally, my family grew up going to church. My mom grew up Christian, but my dad is from Dubai and he grew up Muslim. But when he came over here, he didn't really practice as much. Yet we still grew up with kind of both religions in the household. So we always knew to question everything and kind of there is no one truth. And I think Kristen sent me this picture that I always refer back to when I talk about religion, and it's omnism, I think it was, and it said that there's not one true religion, but there's truth in every religion, and I think I grew up to believe that now, but uh, growing up in the church, I was a rule follower. I did everything I was supposed to do. I joined the church. I got baptized. Did I get baptized? Probably. I don't, I don't know. know. Probably. Um, is that, was we that had a 13-year-old thing? No, that's to, to when like we joined the church. I think it all that. happened at once. I think we joined the church, got baptized, so and you guys are all in the same church? Yes, yeah, and right. it's a Christian church. That's what I wanted Protestant to clarify. Christian. Okay. Schwenkfelder, like it's a segment of a segment of a segment of a cult. Christian religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it did start as a cult, but now it's a church. And um <laughs> not to like change everybody's opinion of it because obviously we didn't know it was a cult it was just a regular church but so that was years and years ago but um every church pretty much falls under the definition of a cult because they all have a similar ideology they're all chanting i don't know if that's a cult recommendation but yeah it it feels like one so as a christian like you did your you you prayed all together you sang religious songs together you learned the stories of the Bible. I had to memorize a lot of verses and like you would win prizes for literally memorizing verses, which is very weird and brainwashy to me. But I enjoyed it. And I, at school, once I got to middle school, I was embarrassed about it because if you, if you went to church, I guess it was the crowd I was hanging with. They weren't churchgoers. So if you went to church, you were like a goody two-shoes. And obviously, I didn't want to be seen like that in middle school. Like, that's already setting you up for failure. So (laughs) I was embarrassed of it then. And then, um, but I made a lot of good friends through church. And we... We weren't the group of friends that are like, oh my gosh, like, let's go to CE, which is like the nighttime youth group. And like, memorize Bible verses together and stuff. It was like, we were like the rebels of the church. (laughs) And it's like, it sounds stupid, but like, we would, we would try to like rebel against everything and question everything that we were taught. And it's like, we would hate on the youth group leaders and like, call them out for things that they did wrong. Like, basically the the worst type of kids to have in a youth group but still i would if somebody asked me i was christian and then i think it was when i started learning about law of attraction which again does not combat religion but i think that made me more spiritual and more questioning organized religion and why did i do what i did like why did i say these prayers who was i praying to i i had been in this mindset of God as, like, a person in the sky, mm-hmm. whereas it, it wasn't, that's not mm-hmm. the case, in my opinion, anymore. Um, so it made the universe and souls a little more real when it came to Law of Attraction, which then kind of changed my view. And I would still go on mission trips, still um, be exposed to the religious practices, 
but I had more, I had deeper questions. And so, like, if, if you're familiar with the Bible, um, in the Old Testament, God was, like, a very hateful God. Like, he was very um, hard on the people, which the people sucked. They were bad. They were doing things against him. Is that bad? I don't know. That's up to your opinion. But, um, and I question, okay, why, if God is, like, all loving, we're supposed to love our neighbors, whatever, why are we stoning guys that lay with other guys? Why are we, like, burning women who have periods in their beds or something? Like, (laughs) it's aggressive shit. So, I question that a lot. And then, through, like, my whole religious and spiritual awakening, if you want to call it that, I kind of came to the conclusion that um, God went through a transformation just like everybody else does in life. And it was kind of like, at the beginning, it's like a selfish God, can't relate to other people, very ego-based. And then once Jesus came down, that was his connection to humans, and he could see the other side, and it was almost like that was his awakening. So then he came to the conclusion that you should love your neighbor as your brother. You're all one. Everything's about love-based and soul-based rather than ego-based, which not everybody agrees with, but I think that's why my background comes into play because I do still say God, but I also say, like, God is the universe, is our connected souls all as one. God, the universe, it's all one thing. So, yes, it kind of comes from a place of Christianity, but I also believe in a lot of Buddhist teachings. I believe in a lot of Hindu teachings. I was over in Dubai, and we went to um, a mosque and learned all about um, the... the yeah, the um, Islam, and I loved everything about Islam, and what's portrayed in the media is the opposite of what Islam stands for. Islam is yeah. all about love and respect and mutual peace. There's extreme, peace. Yeah. extremism to everything. I mean, like, look at even just within our... Right, but on the media, like, we don't only see extreme Buddhists. Like, we don't see extreme (laughs) Hinduists or whatever. It's always extreme Islam. I see extreme Catholicism and, like, Christians sometimes. It just sucks that it's portrayed that way. But, yeah, so I, again, going back to that picture that you sent, I really believe there is truth to every religion, and it's all semantics. We Mm -hmm. all learned our morals from whatever we grew up practicing. And I think the common theme is love and peace. And that's about it. (laughs) So that's my testimony. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Alyssa. Mm -hmm. I'll go since we had pretty similar upbringings. Um... So, obviously, I'm in Alyssa's family. We have the same... You're in my family, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa's yeah. in my family. <laughs> Why did she say it like that? Um, so, we had the Christian mom and the Muslim background dad. And I actually went to school for a little bit in Dubai, when we lived in Dubai. So, I uh, had to memorize, just as much as when I came over here, I had to memorize the Christian the Bible and repeat all that stuff, I had to actually memorize in a different language, a completely different religion, and recite those, like, verses for school. And at the time, I'm sure I didn't know what it meant, but I still did all the practices. So I really had the cultural experience of both growing up and our dinner dinner table conversations because my dad is also, like, science-minded. He was always just skeptical and would always just question why, why, why to everything. And we, I don't know that... Many people had dinner table conversations, quite the same repeated religious, like, debates <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> Literally. Like, Meaning of life type yeah, stuff. every single day of our lives was like... Because we, <laughs> my mom made sure that we had ate dinner together every single night. So, it was always a huge debate. And we have four kids in the family, two parents that have different belief systems. And it's really funny because through all of it, 
because we were all questioning so hard, we kind of all came to a very similar way to incorporate the best from both worlds and incorporate mm-hmm. the religion with the science and like the spirituality with the science, I should say. Yeah. I definitely from a young age got interested in death more than anything, like because of the experiences of losing people at a young age and seeing people die and then having experiences I couldn't explain where I would have dreams where my dead loved ones would come to me and talk to me and tell me things that I shouldn't know. And it actually scared my mom to the point where she got, she told me, sit down, write a list of questions. She brought in a pastor because she was actually scared that I was like a demonic child because I was having these conversations with dead people, knowing things I shouldn't know. She she needed to know that it was like, that I wasn't going to hell. Why don't I know this? I don't know. (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah, but it was a really great experience for me because that pastor that came in reassured my mom that it It was gifts from God. Is now like schizophrenic. Yeah, she has early onset dementia now. So, yeah, she... Schizophrenic or dementia. Okay, sorry, sorry. It's dementia, but it was like from... (laughs) But still, is Since her like 30s or 40s. What is dementia? What is dementia? I don't even know. Poor Miss like... Basically all of your... your, gray matter in your brain is deteriorating. So she's in a different dimension, basically. I mean... She's probably ascended. That's what it feels like. Being with people that have dementia is very much like... So you can't make the same connections. But they they feel very, like, in the moment to moment because the memory is not there. So it's always interesting that, Mm. like, some are, like, lost in imagination land. Some are seeing dead people. Some are, like... There's a whole variety of experiences Mm -hmm. that dementia patients are having. (laughs) But... Um, yeah, she was, she came to our house and answered a bunch of my questions. And I had so many questions. Like, I I think it was probably like third or fourth grade that this happened. And my questions were mostly about hell. And they stayed about that for a long time. Like, and as I was going through the, um, the classes that we had Sunday school, I would constantly be asking questions, asking questions, asking questions to the point where I was like reprimanded because it was distracting to all the other people that were trying to believe <laughs> for me to be asking these questions because they're the questions that don't have the answers in religion. The answer is faith. Like that's what you get. Like you have to either believe every word of the Bible or have faith that y- there are questions that you are not supposed to have the answers to. And that wasn't enough for me. <laughs> like to get that question over and over again, especially or that answer over and over, especially when it was questions that were such huge, like, I, the same thing that Alyssa was questioning, why was there that change from the Old Testament to the New Testament? Why was there so much, like, vengeful, jealous, all this stuff, mm-hmm. when we're told that there's this all-loving, all-forgiving, merciful God, and then hell. Like, hell did not ever make sense. Why would, and free will, obviously, in with, like, respect to hell, like, why would there be a god that decides to create everything, creates one angel that goes against him, creates this world full of evil, drags everybody with it, every, all these humans on earth that only have free will for, like, 50 to 80 years to decide to believe in something that they have no proof of, and if you don't believe right with no evidence, then you're gonna be sent to a fiery pit for all eternity like where is the mercy and love in that where's the forgiveness that's like the hole in the plot yeah it doesn't it just doesn't add up there's it's like half half the half of the story almost because i i always picture duality like what hell and heaven depict is duality and ego and self which i can see from this dimension but from now right now when i was a kid I had no fucking clue. I was just like, shit, that's hot down from there. From this dimension. But yes. from this dimension, like, even so, I don't see how that is eternal. I don't see how there's any time, place, space where there is torture for eternity that there's yeah. no option to get out of, that you don't get to get forgiveness, that you don't get to apologize, that you don't get to see what you did wrong, like, mm-hmm. and change it. There's no opportunity in that space. And mm-hmm. I just, like, can't wrap my mind around that I, okay, maybe if somebody lives an evil life, gets to heaven, sees it exists, sees God, is at the pearly gates and is like, you know what? Nah, I'd rather burn in hell. Okay, that guy can go. But I just don't see anybody making that choice. I I, like this is hell. Not only that, but then tracing it back to 
Okay, this god knows everything is all-powerful, yet somehow the one of the first things he created turned against him, and he wasn't seeing it. He like he know. wanted it that way. He wanted right. the thing. And he he created you knowing that you were going to do the Betray exact him. opposite. Exactly. It, why would he do that? That would just be evil. Like, that would be the more evil thing to do, is to create things that you are intentionally going to send to a fiery pit of damnation for eternity. That's sick. That's deranged. No god in his right mind would actually create that. But then again, maybe. Yeah, like maybe. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I think everything everything evolves. And in that case, that would have to be rock bottom. And you hit rock bottom, you learn your lessons, and then. Make your connections, reflection. I can see that perspective. Get better. I it's don't a know. Lower I frequency. See I see. I don't. I don't believe that there's two. I think it's all symbolic. Right. I don't think it's a place That's you go another. to. It's something we made up to conceptualize the idea of duality in this lifetime, and we just took it way too serious. <laughs> like we went way. We believed it too literally. Because what I, I mean, this comes back to my belief. So everything I say, I might say like we take it. I might make statements like it's fact. I'm not saying it's fact. I'm just going to, in terms of like it being symbolic, I think hell is actually what earth is and this experience because it, it is overcoming obstacles to go up the cat, the cast system. I'll throw in a couple things, you know, go up, uh, raising frequency. The only way pain is the price of freedom. Pain is the price of, you know, being able to evolve and get to the next level, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So to have the duality of understanding of like... I hear exactly what you're saying. And I'm going to take it one step further and say hell is not a place, but it's an experience. And I don't think it's eternal. I think it's something mm-hmm. we can always go back to, um, unfortunately. But I think it's the lowest frequency you could possibly be at. Yeah, I think that's just that. I think that... We read or we see religion through whatever lens that we're at, wherever we're vibrating, wherever you're resonating at, while you're seeing through your lens, whatever it is that you're reading, whatever it is that you're hearing, you're interpreting it a certain way and it's going to feel like on that scale of vibration, like it could feel like you'll interpret it and see only hell through whatever eyes you're looking through or you'll see heaven. I really liked, I think, Alyssa, it was you that like, probably like, 15 years ago said something like that you think that what happens when we die is whatever we think is going to happen. Yes. Yeah, that's Absolutely. my favorite belief that I've ever had. I can't let it go to. No. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like there has been, there's so many different options of what we're seeing and what we're taking in and what we're putting out and all that. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to where you're actually vibrating at as a soul. So like if you are seeing the world in heaven versus hell and because I'm bad, I have all this guilt, I have all this like, shame, I deserve to be in hell. When you die, you're probably going to go to a place that looks like that. Like, you're probably going to manifest your own fear, your own guilt, your own shame, and it's going to be your external reality. But if you vibrate in alignment with a place that looks like heaven and you feel no shame or guilt or regret or resentment or any of that, like, the more you can heal from this lifetime and past lifetimes or whatever, and the more you can act in alignment with your higher self, what you know to be true, what you know to be, like, what you morally feel like is good. I don't think there's, like, a good and bad that's universal. I think it's different for every soul because it's, you're learning the lessons that you're Mm -hmm. being given, particularly designed for you. I think that you will end up wherever it is that your soul, like, I like the Egyptian idea where they're, like, weighing your heart against a feather kind of thing. Because it, it, where are you gonna fall? Yeah, like how heavy is that heart? How much are you carrying <clears throat> resentment towards yourself more than anything? I think is mm. gonna be the big thing because when you hate somebody else, at the end of the day, you're hating yourself. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, I do believe that everybody is one. Every, I always like the story about that. The egg was it? There's like a the, viral the story. Seed? 
No, the viral story that goes around oh, about the egg where it's like a Bible story. No, God sitting on the bench with somebody and like explaining to them that basically that everybody that they've ever met is them and everything mm-hmm. that they've ever experienced the they've is like their image. Yeah, like what, yeah. each universe is literally just you experience yourself in a million different ways. And that's what I kind of think. Like I think we are God universe source broken down into trillions upon trillions upon trillions of wavelengths that are just experiencing different perceptions and so everybody that you do meet everybody that you have judgments of or problems with is part of you so your your only goal is to learn to love everything Mm -hmm. and And that's what what i think heaven is (laughs) like that's what the goal would be that's what god is Mm -hmm. so that would explain like i've always been i will still refer to myself as a christian just because i believe in the message of christ like i believe in compassion and forgiveness and empathy and non-judgment and Mm -hmm. non-attachment and all of that do i believe every word of the bible to be god's word no like at this point and i don't think that's a requirement either like Mm -mm. or that's not at least even the church doesn't say that you have to believe every word of the bible Mm -hmm. they say that at least our church says that all you have to do is accept christ so getting even though like i had issues with the church and Basically, got kicked out with Alex's sister. That's, yeah. Yeah, different story. 18 was a rough year. <laughs> <laughs> the whole church turned against me for having a cell phone. <laughs> no, but it was a really confusing time. So when I went off to college, I was like thrown into complete detachment from everything I've ever believed. And then me and my roommate watched a philosophy movie and took decided to take an entire semester worth of all philosophy classes together oh my so we were like living together taking all philosophy courses going in bed at night talking to each other like what is life what are we doing here on this planet like every single night and got into a huge depression over it and then bounced back and you're like desperate for anything that feels good to believe in and that's kind of where i'm at now like i just think (laughs) i'll choose to believe whatever feels good yeah and keep chasing what feels good because at the end of the day i think that's what we're here for yeah Mm -hmm. just like going back to exactly frequency yeah you follow that and that's what the christ is too it's Mm -hmm. operating at that higher level that higher frequency so i agree all right who's next should I talk about my testimony? I grew up at the same church as Aisha and Alyssa. I hate to sound like this because I think a lot of people feel this way and I'm not some unique person. Well, we're all unique persons, but <laughs> I, even in church, felt like an outsider. Normal thought for kids, for sure. I'm cool with being the outsider. I like it. I've learned to like, it's it's the cool thing to do, but I want to say yeah we went to church just about every sunday wouldn't miss it for even a sleepover at a friend's house i'd get picked up early in the morning it was always a buzzkill but (laughs) that was that (laughs) was i embarrassed a little at the time maybe but you know it was what my family wanted to do my parents wanted us to go to church so that was that go to sunday school i would lie about reading the bible every week (laughs) i never read it i'll be honest and then (laughs) They'd ask you if you prayed. I actually would pray at night most of the time. And because if you answered yes to the three questions, that's 15 points. The more points you get, more candy you get at the end of the day. So I was willing to lie in church, even at a young age, which is kind of terrible. And I felt guilty, but not guilty enough to miss out on candy. Um, so I want to say it was around middle school when... I guess things start to change, and I started questioning more. I'm trying to think of a specific thing that came up, but what even happened as a kid to me was I would have almost this out-of-body experience, and it if anyone's seen That's So Raven, um, whenever she has her, like, psychic moment, she kind of, like, flips her head and, like, it's like a weird zoom-in on her eye. Like, I've literally almost felt that kind of feeling as a six seven eight nine year old and what would happen is like i'd have that moment where i'm out of my body and i'm like out in a perspective so far away from like the world and this question would come into my head like is this a joke is why are we here and then i'd see um big hands moving people around like puzzle pieces like like almost like the game of life and after that thought i'd be so flustered and like freaked out it started to happen more 
And for some reason, I put that together with religion. And it made me think how, like, God was kind of, I don't want to say a joke. Because it's not a joke. <laughs> but as, as a kid, like, it didn't seem that serious. Like, it, something just didn't click in my head at one point. And that's when I started to question the religion. And I don't want to discredit it. I believe that if you're on this path and you're doing well with that, you keep doing that thing, you know? Like, don't change your mind because I think this way. But the more involved I got with it, the weirder things started to happen in my life. I don't want to say religion started bringing bad stuff to my life, but like I said, weird stuff started to happen, whether it was, like, paranormal stuff at the church, um... <laughs> I'm putting a cross on Oh, you thank you. Like, um, what do you call Cleansing it? An exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I like... I'm trying to remember when religion really started to get weird and I was like, no. Oh. It was when... I talked about it on our ghost episode. Um, our ghost stories. One I shared. I shared a story about me seeing a possible demon-like, alien-like, ghost-like creature on our church property. And that wasn't initially when I first questioned everything, but that was a big thing where I just had a feeling something was up with religion. So I think I drew closer to more spiritual stuff and I discovered meditation. And what I'd learned is I've actually learned something through meditation versus living in this it was a fear kind of... I see that religion when I believed in it as like a fear-based way of living your life. It it seemed like I don't want to live in fear. That's not the way to do it. Like you don't... you. Of course we make mistakes. We're human. We sin. And then like I... But I don't believe we need to beg for forgiveness. I don't like... And like down at our knees. Like please. Like I don't know. I don't think... Well like you don't want to have the motivation of doing something good to be going to hell if you don't. Like, yeah. you want to think that people are being nice to you or doing good things because they genuinely want to from their heart. Mm-hmm. Like, from a place of love, not because they're just scared of the consequences. Exactly. Mm-hmm. At this point, I, like, don't... I don't want to say I don't have a religion, but I don't want to say I do because there's not really a good name for... Omnis. What I am, yeah. There's over... F- they say there's an estimate over f- of over 4,200 religions. Which is unbelievable. Who's that? Well, um, it's probably because you wait. because it's the omnism, meaning like you you just have seen or like you you can see the the truths in all. Really, that's probably why why you're like I don't have religion, but I but I do at the same time because you're like it's all of them. It's all one. You know, it's the more the stuff I the more and more I keep learning. Like I want to definitely learn about more. Um, other religions as well. Um, it's just crazy. It's the same shit. And almost sometimes the same stories. Just different people. Different names. And it's just like, how are these people on two different sides of the earth? How is it the same concept? It- <laughs> no, it, it, it is crazy. You know? Absolutely. Because there's, I don't know, they say there's like eight main religions. Mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate that really is i guess well the most well-known yeah yeah what would be christianity catholicism judaism islam hinduism buddhism and i think taoism might and confucianism i don't know is that one and that might not be a big one is confucianism is confucianism is yeah well it's a philosophy and yoruba that's where it's like see i think we need to go to asia guys because i think there's some things over there that we need to find out i know but like they the that eastern culture mm-hmm. like that old chinese medicine and the philosophy confucianism boot there's a it's all about energy and a lot of universal law shit which mm-hmm. is that's why we we don't see it as like a religion because it's like so a lifestyle it's a lifestyle <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's and it's practical it's like treat everyone's the way you want to be treat treat everyone the way you want to be treated well, yeah, everyone will be like, yeah, I abide, you know, I do that. Like They that- say it with all, without all the bullshit of get on your knees and pray and repeat this. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. What's kind of interesting, the more I looked into other religions, I still have a whole lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. But as I looked into other religions more, I realized these patterns that kind of happen. And it's not like we all believe in one God or... Because there's many religions that believe in many, or they mm-hmm. believe in this one, or the Father, Son, Holy Spirit kind of thing. 
What I found interesting was Christianity's problem is sin. And so the solution for it is salvation. For Buddhists, their problem is suffering and their solution is finding like nirvana. If you really like, I don't know, they're both, they're very different things. But at the end of the day, like neither of those are incorrect in a way. Um, for confug, how do you say that? Confucianism. Confucianism. Their problem is just wresting order out of chaos, which I can relate with too. And then for um, the Yoruba religions, which is from, um, they're from Nigeria, they originated from, their problem is remembering one's true purpose in life. I resonate with that too. Like every single thing I come across with any religion, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's also me. So Hmm. I think a blend of all of them really, or kind of like making your own in a way, as long as it's coming out of love, at least like love is really my religion. Bang. That's t-shirts right there. It's a, like, Ziggy, it's a Ziggy Marley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're making t-shirts. <laughs> but I feel like it could all just be a bunch of metaphors with a bunch of different characters, with a bunch of different quotes that basically is all, like, based on science. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I really think it's, like, atomic particles separating and yeah. the Big Bang and all that stuff, like, the sun rising, all... Like, all of these scientific or astrological phenomenons, I think at a certain level of our consciousness, we needed metaphors to actually yep. understand what was yep. happening around us. And we needed, like, a guide to morality to know what, like, our own guidance system of yeah. what feels right and what feels wrong to us personally mm-hmm. would be. Whether or not that's universal is still completely up for debate. And I think each of the religions would like to say, yes, it's universal and here are the laws for what's good and what's bad. But I think if you're always listening to yourself, like you kind of go outside of the box of that. Mm -hmm. Like you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily need the guidelines so much anymore because we've evolved beyond them. Now we can take things at, this is a metaphor. How can I apply this metaphor to my real life and understand things in a better way? I feel like we, well, I feel like, yeah, I, I, when I say we referring to us, like we see through it now because it's like we just recognize the pure natural law. Mm-hmm. It's it's natural law. Like it's not, I don't need a metaphor. Like this is, it is what it is. I'm seeing that a lot more where, I don't know. I, I've been having some weird feelings, but just like that. feeling like i like I figured it out kind of thing <laughs> or or like la- or lack thereof actually but it's okay like it makes exactly. sense it, I don't know exactly yeah what you just said right <laughs> very interesting right now but um all right well <clears throat> this is Kristen speaking now so it's just so <laughs> never mind so I was raised Catholic yeah it's very interesting this the, the Catholic Church but uh, you know what and I don't regret anything because Honestly, I needed to know all of that. And there, this is the thing. The content is good. The content is there. All Concept. right. Concept. Yeah. But the con, some of the content, it's symbolic. And this is where it's the interpretation is the problem. It's the, the content and the sim- symbolism is there. It's, it, it's the, what that taught interpretation yeah, is fair. the issue. So that's why it's like, I almost wish I was this age now going through. I went to CCD every Tuesday and I don't remember a damn thing except like we were just bad. We were just <laughs> chilling. I was chasing these twins. I like these boys. I remember that. I was leaving love notes to my boyfriend that went to Sash that was in, that went to that um, Catholic school. I think the worst influences on my life I met at church, actually. So that totally <laughs> right? makes sense. Yeah, well, the worst nope. people go to church. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, all the bad kids, they gotta be forgiven. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like a little, like a blur of what we actually learned. I remember the books we used to get, and they used to be like nice pictures and tell all these Bible stories in a kid way. But I don't remember any of that. I remember practicing prayers and memorizing them, which that was, that was fine. And I do remember fucking Bible camps. That shit was fun. But yeah, so Bible camps and like, um, I was, I was baptized. We, I made all my sacraments. I made communion, fucking lit. 
Love communion. <laughs> Fucking lit. So good. Wine? Yes, we did. We only had juice. No, we At had 13? real. We had real we had grape juice. Mm-hmm. What? How big was your? We piece always of had bread? grape juice. We it was like it was like yeah. a, a circle, yeah. like a nil a nil wafer. Oh, like that. Wafers? Not like a legit nil wafer. It was it was communion, and this shit was good. I was so good that my mom before I made communion, I made that bitch. She, she had to go get communion, and I said, you better hold it in your mouth and give me a piece of it when you get back. Ew. And she did. She gave me a piece, and the shit was slamming. I couldn't wait. Make communion, and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're not, you're supposed to go to confession if you go back to church to be able to take communion again. I don't do that. I go up and get that damn communion, because that shit's good. That's like, something hungry. you need to confess. Nope. <laughs> you're going to hell. No. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> see, stealing nope. people's, you're stealing Jesus' flesh and blood. <laughs> But it tastes good. <laughs> like they, those. Things, well, that sounded really friend. bad. But it tastes good. When Jesus good. asks, Tell but him it that. tastes good. Yeah, he so, Amazing. It was bang. It was bang. Listen, I did my time. Okay, I'm fuck it. That's no. Okay, so hold on. This is this is the best part about it. They used to make us go to confession like every week, and it was to the point where like. I didn't know what the fuck to confess anymore. I literally started making stuff up. I was like, oh, I s- called my sister the B word or something. Like, I was making shit up because I, I did not know what to say. And I would always sit in front of the priest. I wouldn't be through the weird fucking screen because it's like, I know you hear, like, why wouldn't you just, I can own my shit. Like, I don't need to hide behind this. Like, meanwhile, because <laughs> I was making shit up, it wasn't even true. That's why. But, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but um it was like i could see you being like so what have you done yeah yeah so so what's your story you know like (laughs) um i don't even it's so weird because i don't really remember the specific priest at all like i remember the sister you told so much of your life to a person that you don't even remember yeah yeah because i tell everyone my life though come on now i literally to this day we're actually doing that right now right now exactly (laughs) ding ding but um i remember sister mary the most because sister mary was she was some other shit let me tell you like it was a scary nun i know a sister mary she, well, all, i think they're all they're called sister mary sister mary literally there's a sister mary in every single catholic <laughs> church i think i'm no okay. joke but this was like this was a little hitler kind of woman like, she was not okay smack you with a ruler yes not me because she'll get herself smacked in the in the <laughs> church i don't give i didn't care no um no, she was more so like if you had when you were kneeling, if you had your elbows on the pew on top, she'd come over and go, fucking snap it, do some shit like that in church, and then you have to be like, and if you like so sat your butt weird. down when you're kneeling, if you sat your butt oh. down on the pew, oh no, come up and she wouldn't slap but her why? ass, but she <laughs> would just. Supposed to be well, that's the motion but I did. Why? Like she slapped my ass, but she wouldn't do that. She'd just be like, you know, like fucking psycho. I don't know. Why what is that supposed to it's I don't and this is the obedience shit. I don't why in church are we doing like stand, sit, kneel, stay it's because it's fucking think about the even just um in that book we just saw, it was showing like the different motions and like uh shapes and have you ever what's it called? It's like magician type shit. But it like yoga and yoga type things? Yeah, but there's Movements certain ways that direct your energy. Yeah, but there's certain hand gestures that 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 direct energy at the same mudras. time. What is it? Mudras. Hand yes, sir. One. Yeah, this is, but this is like creating like almost triangles and stuff by any type of shapes you're doing. I forget where I was going with this. Interesting. So they're but trying to like tame your energy in a way. They're trying to brainwash you. Okay. How how do you? It's cl- it's conditioning. That's what it is. So when we say sit, you sit. When, you know, like it's just I crazy. I guess I should also think about yoga as being creepy then too. If bit. I think about, like Religion it is, is brainwashing. But yoga yeah. teaches, yoga <laughs> teaches that God's within, yeah, not an external power, being. Yeah. Yeah. That's what church teaches, that it's this external being. And, and I disagree figure. with that. Yes. Like, what are you talking? No, it's in us. It's all of us. So... What do you like? What do you mean that that doesn't make sense to me? That it would be a third person. That's gonna when we're you. all <laughs> when they agree. When I ask, but aren't we all part of God? So we're not God. So it walks like a duck. Duck. It talks like a duck, but it's not a duck. It doesn't make sense. You know. 
So I think that's kind of what you said too about it being external rather than within. The the key is about for me, that's like my main belief is that yeah. it's all about within. So God, sorry. No, it's it's a silly thought. But when you say like if like we have it internally, I just think of Kanye immediately and like <laughs> Jesus, that album, I am a God. And then I think of how like ego that is, but I guess no, it, but it can no, be okay. It, we were e- we were ego be, by it. If you're gonna talk about that song though, that's not ego at all because in that song he specifically says like he's not God. He is part of God. Like he believes in God. I guess I gotta listen to it again. Yeah, I, I just hear because her someone else. Croissant. Yeah, and I saw someone. I saw someone on I, Facebook say something like, "If Kanye can come to Jesus, we all can." And it's like Kanye yeah, came to Jesus years ago. Like, he's been. and and yeah. they mentioned the thing about I am a God, and then I I had to go. Back back to lyrics and i'm like he's not saying that he's a god like there's a bunch of other lyrics of him saying like oh like i believe in god and he and god is has the all the power basically type thing but kanye is also saying and just like law of attraction teaches that if we are made in god's image god can create why can't we like create our own reality type he, thing. Got, he creates his own music so it's it's all about creation. It, it's so symbolic, and this is where it's like I feel like I and I was one of these people that I used to think Kanye was a dick, and <laughs> that he no honestly, and he's like, well, look at this guy saying that he's a god. He's a dick, you know. He's an asshole. He's fucking punching cameras out of cameraman's hands and like being crazy. But no, that's not what he was. It it all comes back to the perspective and the perception that you're how you're reading or interpreting what he's saying. That's not what he was, it's not literal. It's symbolic. It's because he was on such a different level. Now I get it because I'm, I feel like I'm up in a higher consciousness where I see what he was saying in terms of like, I create every single day. I can manifest every single day. So that does make me God, right? Because <laughs> God creates. Now, that's not saying I'm God over you. Exactly. I don't, that's not what I'm saying. That but would be ego. Our society is so egomaniac that he's like, how dare he fucking say he's God? You're not God because I'm not God. What do you mean? Like, no fucking way. That's ego because We're someone God, can't though. be better than you. So you're going to fucking hate on that line and be like, that's inappropriate. Holy shit. What? How is that bothering? He's not going around saying everyone bowed to me. I am the the prophet. Well, that's the key because he's always saying I'm God, but you're all God too. I want to set the example of loving myself so hard that you start to love yourself exactly. too. Exactly. It's always like be on my level, be with me in this. Mm-hmm. We're all the same. We're all equal. Yep. We're all capable of the same level of creation. I always like I love listening to Kanye's rants listening to Jim Carrey's rants, and listening to Will Smith's rants. Yes. And all those three guys They're are on so the good. same exact level. And if you're on it, Rick Ross, Big Sean. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, all of them. But, like, those are the ones that you'll see. Jim Carrey's lost his mind. Kanye's a crazy true. egomaniac. They make out like, to be so crazy. Yeah. yeah. At least because Will Smith, they haven't done that really, too, as bad. But they make them seem insane. Well, they did with Jada, Pinkett so Smith, and the true. kids. Mm-hmm. They ostracized them so much. Like the Oh, the kids are... And them having oh my gosh yeah yeah you you know (laughs) yeah right so but that they don't come for him though but that's interesting because he is like very Mm -hmm. fucking woke like he he does have a better way of expressing himself more practical like a non-threatening way Mm -hmm. that doesn't make you feel like you're an idiot if you don't understand what he's talking about he like finds a way to build a bridge whereas where the, you're at, the kids are in they're all indigo chill i mean or whatever they yeah. are they're like so higher level that what they're saying it's like what like right. they're talking energetic on an energetic level and like i feel like will smith and breaks it down to like a more metaphors he's really. like the jesus because he's the, the others, jesus the others are at like the woke where they only want the people who are on that level to understand them. Yep, they yep. have no care about the people who are on such a low frequency. And raising about, them up. About that. They mm-hmm. just want to express where they're at. And of course, that's going to come off crazy to people who aren't on that level. And, yeah. um, and it sounds, again, like, it kind of sounds like we're talking, like how religion is. People who are religious are saying, like, 
I don't know. It's hard. Everybody's crazy. I I don't even know where I was going with that, but basically everybody's crazy and everybody who like doesn't align with people's thinking you instantly think is crazy instead of trying to understand them. Whereas like like I've tried to reason with people who think Kanye's crazy and I at this point have just given up because I know that they're not ready to understand it if they're not mm-hmm. understanding it the way I'm and I'd rather like don't save waste that your breath. conversation for it. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not my job yeah. to like explain that at all. That's so true. Yeah, I just looked up the lyrics. I'm like, I thought I knew those lyrics better. But he does just say like I am a god and then like, you know, there's some other fun lyrics. And he also says, even though I'm a man of God, huh. I am a God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, because we, we're, we all like, I don't know, God. I guess it's, it can be either way, I guess. It's not wrong either way, whether he's God or the higher being, it's like your higher self. Like, doesn't really matter. Well, whether, it's, just, it's like the Holy Trinity that you're taught. Like, yep. God, yeah. Jesus, Holy Spirit, all the same thing, but they're all Father, separate Son, things. The Holy like, Spirit. We're mm-hmm. supposed to conceptualize that. It's the same in all of us. Mm-hmm. But... I also think that the empathy factor or component is actually huge in that the difference between Jesus and Will Smith and (laughs) Kanye and Jim Carrey. Like, I think that being able to actually, or not even just being able to actually put yourself in another person's shoes, it's exhausting to actually try to explain what you're thinking on the most basic levels to another person. I've realized that, like, I think sometimes it seems like such a huge mountain to climb to break things down. And I don't feel like doing it in my head, so I i don't do it for other people. Mm-hmm. And so I just accept that there's, like, this understanding that we'll just never have. There's th- information that we'll never exchange. There's And I'm really working on that mm-hmm. at this 2020 year, breaking down my actual train of thoughts to be able to convey that to somebody else because that Mm -hmm. does demonstrate empathy in the way that Jesus could do Mm -hmm. or that Will Smith can do. (laughs) I think that's some people's purpose maybe, like to break it down for other people. But I also believe that it's other people's purpose to just fully embrace themselves and not have to owe other people an explanation about it. I personally, although I never considered myself very intuitive when people ask me something it's like I instantly have an answer because of like my intuition like my gut feeling whatever that is my third eye I don't know but when people ask me and then they start questioning me it's like why do I have to explain why I believe that that's an intuition like that's what that stems from my purpose and my what am I trying to say not in like what's a better word for intuition Like Like your soul's expression. My soul. Yeah. It's like literally from my soul. And I almost like, keep in mind, I'm a teacher. So I I do have to break things down every day and explain Mm -hmm. my thought processes every day. But when it comes to belief, I like to live through or teach through how I live. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you rock with it, you rock with it. If you don't, then we're just on different paths. Like, I don't feel Mm. like personally it's my job to change people's minds, like go out of my way to change people's Mm -hmm. minds. But again, that's just me. Like, I'm just that type of person. I won't like go out and try to convert people because I think that everybody's on their own path. Mm -hmm. And what I know about my path might not apply at all to their path. It might be completely wrong where they're at. I think that you having your vibration at all, whatever it is, the more that you are working to get to know yourself and be clear with who you are and express yourself authentically, your vibration's raising. And without even saying a word, your vibration is influencing your surroundings. And you're attracting what is going to resonate with you regardless. So there definitely is that, like, you don't need to explain yourself to anybody. There's ever. no requirement of that ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I think it's just more of like, what are your own soul's challenges and what are your own, like, what does it take to get to know yourself better? Mm-hmm. I was going to say too that um, I just connected it to like trying to break down like spirituality to friends that don't know much a- about it, like anything, anything to do with well, any of our topics, you know. I have a hard time. I have a hard time doing it. I try, but you know what's easier? I I know the concept. So for me to try to like teach 
these concepts, like you said, not worth it because I'm trying to teach him through like one lens kind of thing. Whereas what has happened recently, like once I let go of like trying to be preachy and shit like that, I'm finding myself in situations or experiences with friends like telling me about something that they're going through. As I have gone through this journey of like self-awareness and found more of myself of what my triggers are and things like that, um, and like overcoming those triggers, it has made it easier for me to have a conversation with someone that may not understand some of the spiritual concepts that I'm in realizations I'm going through. But because of my self-awareness, I'm able to find a commonality mm-hmm. and I'm able to then use it to be like, look, look at how the universe is trying to show you this. And I actually have a friend at work that like all these quotes I send her all say like universe, but she's very, very um, par- big part of the church. And she's like, I hope you don't mind. Like I sometimes I just because she likes to print them out and put it on her desk. And she's like, I hope I, you don't mind. I sometimes I print, I put God on top of the word universe because that's hmm. she. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, I said no. You can put whatever you want there, and I want that to be totally clear because it's all one. And you can put universe. You can put any whoever that higher being is, the higher source. Because across the board of religions, there's one commonality. Speaking of commonalities, and it's there is a higher being. There is a higher source, a higher self, a higher whatever. There's a higher source of something, of energy. I don't, I, like I said, I don't think it's an external. I think it's just us in the next dimension, it's but both. it, you know, internal and external. It, it's everything, you know, but, um, every religion has basically says there is something, a higher source, there, a higher frequency. I think me personally, I found myself refraining from expressing myself because I thought people wouldn't understand for so long that I got in the habit of not actually giving people a chance or actually Mm -hmm. finding separation between me and somebody else thinking they'll never understand me or they just aren't capable of understanding things the same way as I do. And it was more of like a pride and ego thing at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. And that is something that like I have to be willing to express myself even when, I, like, mm-hmm. like I have to give people a chance. You I do. have to trust people because they are me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I actually believe what I'm saying, I believe that every single person is at the same, the same at the core, like mm-hmm. somebody that I can connect with. So it's not okay that I view people as some people that I just can't connect with because there is something that connects us. And it like will shock you sometimes if you're just speaking your truth and that sounds so corny (laughs) if you are just living oh that's the best way to say it if you're just speaking your truth and living authentically and that stuff just tends to come out like if I say something like oh it's Something about karma. Some people don't even believe in karma. If I say something about karma, some people, other people might say, oh, yeah, like, the energy that you give out is what you get back, that type of thing. And I'm like, whoa, like, they believe that too? I had no idea that they believed that. And then you kind of get into these deeper talks just, just by accident, not even realizing that you have similar beliefs as someone yeah, that's literally what this has done, right? We said this how many times? We literally started making these podcasts and how many people came out of the woodwork for like, holy shit, like you thought this too? <laughs> yeah. Even like my dad, like he basically told me he astral projected and yeah. he didn't know that term. So you don't know what you don't know. So you're right. I, I think it's whenever you feel, I think that it's all about alignments of energy and it's like people that you do feel an alignment to, it it's good to ex- at least expose them to to whatever, you know, but it, it has to be from a place of like, I don't care if they believe it or not. Like, I can at least like expose it and give that advice and move on kind of thing. Rather than I used to be like, I'd go into debates with people. You know what I mean? Like, that was a long time ago, because ever since I met you guys, we would never debate, we would always be on such an open mind thing. But I would like to I like that, you know, I like to be able to go back and forth, not negatively but no um, i feel like when we debate we always end up at one conclusion together and it's never where we started literally our debate <laughs> or that we both can hold both ideas yeah that, no that's yeah. exact it's like every single i think any debate or any conversation that has led into a debate with us it has always been 
almost like a misunderstanding. Like yeah, I'm thinking semantics. of on this like macro level and you're thinking of a more micro situation or vice versa. Right. And it's Seems like, it because there's two levels, there's two levels to existence. Not all bad things can be good because children, you know, bad things happen to good people every day and that's fucked up, you know. On that micro scale, yes, that's fucked up. On the macro scale is the understanding of soul contracts and the understanding of karma, past lives, things like that. That's a mat. So there's two layers that everything's in layers and layers and layers of existence. So that's, um, definitely my stance on that. But I, I wanted to go also, I don't know how to tie in this next part. Don't, right. don't tie it in. Just say it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, well, and I'm going to explain what I'm looking at. I made a list here because I forget everything. So I wanted, these are key, key points of my life in terms of spirituality. Um, cause I went through all the Catholicism and all the, everything we just talked about. I had all these real realizations from then till now. And it's really started. I started to have paranormal experiences. I swear to God, like just, just weird stuff, ghosts, dreams, from my papa passed away, I had like dreams that he'd come to me, talk to me through that as as well. And then I just started to pay attention more. At the same simultaneously, at the same time since I was ten, I've been I was working at a dog kennel where my boss is very very spiritual because uh, her best friend was the yoga instructor that she rented out the training room um, for yoga class every week. So I went, I got to go for free every week. And there's my exposure for to yoga now. So simultaneously, I'm I'm going through a depressive state because my pop-up passed away and that's the first person I've ever lost and having got went to counseling got diagnosed with depression anxiety got put on medication of course yeah right and so (laughs) being introduced to yoga was like perfect because that was my that was my new anxiety medicine and I weaned myself off of all the all that medication and really used, went full force into yoga, studying the, the religion behind it, or the, the natural law behind it, and, and just really everything, the spirituality behind it. And then it just spiraled from there. And it was like, I started seeing patterns in everything. And people would say to me, like, you're going to drive yourself crazy if you try to like, keep trying to figure this out. Like this, it is what it is. I said, yeah, but it's just cool. Like, it's just <laughs> cool to talk about. Like, I was totally fine with not knowing the all and be all answer. I accepted that. And that's the, that's what you have to do. So you can actually enjoy the fucking coolness of this life. Possibilities. And, yeah, possibilities. Yeah. Like the shit that can happen. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of where, and then I, I, now I'm here. And then I'm randomly, like just even the coincidence of meeting you guys. You know what I mean? Like it's very, it's a small world and you can really and it's a small town so it's it is weird. a small town yeah. <laughs> but I went to a totally different school yeah, yeah. She, you were I was in not in your either. group at all yeah I wasn't yeah. in your town at all you like, moved here after we had already met yeah yeah that's weird I know well it's all like what's meant to be kind of thing you know it was written it was written yeah the other thing I wanted to mention that I wrote down here too um was there's this memory, this memory I always have, like, of my mom telling me this. And she, to this day, she still says it. So it's when we're, like, listening to music and, I don't know, like, maybe, like, a Michael Bublé song or, like, a singing song, you know, you, it makes you cry. Like, have you ever, has a song, like, ever Christmas made you cry shoes. before? <laughs> <laughs> Any type of music, like, no songs never made. Yes. Like, yeah. I've listened to yeah. people on American Idol and, like, just <clears throat> the power how powerful that vo- their voices are sometimes struck something in me where I just like had to cry. Like, so I would say like, I would tell my mom, she'd be like, Oh, that's, she would always say this to me. That's, that's God speaking to you. When you cry. Well, through music. Yes. Oh, I, because it's not, I'm not crying out of sadness. Yeah. It was, it was some type of frequency, frequency. tone that it strung in me. And um, she, she would say, you know what they say, you know, that's, that's God speaking to you. That's God in you, basically. And it's just interesting to me because I was sitting here while we were thinking about this in terms of like God being, um, you know, that source of energy, that main source of energy and that being within us, one. And also, um, just like how crying is the manifestation of the physical manifestation of emotional and, I, I believe that spirit 
uses emotions to communicate mm-hmm. to this conscious self, okay, or this in us here in this reality, and uses that as a communication tool. And yeah, I don't know. I just I, I just started connecting a couple things. It just made it was like an aha kind of realization. Emotions being communication mm-hmm. of what? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's huge because. The scale of emotions goes from zero to 100 real quick. Mm-hmm. And they but, all have a different message and they motivate you to exactly. do different things. So. And what is taught in religion is to stay up in the higher end frequency of emotions like love. That's one of the main ones. That's the Christ-like, mm-hmm. be Christ-like. They talk about the Christ energy, the Christ-like energy or something like that. Like I hear references to this. From the All fruits the time. of the spirit we yeah. learned as like different emotional experiences. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, embracing the emotion and understanding it as a roadmap in conjunction with astrology too. Just mm-hmm. side note, but. So I think basically to wrap up, I think that the beauty of religion is in the possibilities. Like you were saying earlier, like there is so, since we have so few answers, we can go wherever we want with it. And mm-hmm. I think that's the best part about it. You can either look at religion and say, oh, we're brainwashed, we're robots. But like Alex said, there's 4,200 religions. Are we really all brainwashed? No, we have the right to believe what we want. And that's the best part about it. Like, whether you go about it through an organized religion or you're just spiritual and you believe your own things and kind of take something from every religion, we have the freedom to do that and believe in whatever we want to believe so again there are still parts of the world that don't have that freedom to even think outside of okay well i wanted to leave on a bright note i know but (laughs) we should be very appreciative that we can have this experience and this conversation in general yeah it's an amazing privilege that we're at this absolutely have this platform yeah because even just in the world if people were talking and agreeing with other religions you know that could you be killed or something. You can, yeah, something horrible could happen. And okay, guys, it's good. You're really bringing no, it down. No, no, this it's is good. the duality. This is, <laughs> that we this should, is the gratitude. This is the more. light, the silver lining within the cloud of everything of religion, like organized religion. We can look at it and be like, yeah, it's fucking brainwashing. But how we're looking at it right now is, look at how much we fucking learn from it. Guess what? We would not be here today without that because I learned everything I don't believe. Okay, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I learned everything I don't like. I don't believe that. Yeah, I, I, I believe in reincarnation. I don't believe what the Catholic Church believes on that. So I was able to figure out the duality other of what was more aligned with what I'm supposed to be aligned with by learning what was not, like what I didn't like, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's you about I mean? finding the truths in each religion mm-hmm. or each um, philosophy. Yeah. But again... We we know that obviously not everybody's going to have the same views and we like to have open dialogue about that. So definitely uh, hit us up on Instagram. You can leave a comment somewhere mm-hmm. in your review <laughs> with five stars, please. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we want to hear from you because we know that we've had... We actually had very similar experiences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's nice to hear the um, other side of things. And if there's anybody yeah. in our area that has super hardcore opinions in a complete opposite direction, Calm. let us know because we would love to learn yeah. from you. And we would love to have that dialogue completely open-minded. Yeah. Like, no, That's because I want to learn from the people that are actually believing in it. Because for me to go out there and be like, oh, I'm going to learn all about Hinduism. Mm -hmm. I'm getting like a, can you imagine like learning Catholicism or Christianity in like a week or like a night study session? No, it's, there's so many complexities. So I would love to hear from people that are practicing different religions. And that's just, I would say challenge too, by the way. Talk to some friends. Be open-minded. You're open-minded, friends. You obviously, you know who you can talk to about certain things, but, you know, talk, be open. Maybe try and have, start having conversations like this if you're not having these. Because this is how, the only way we got here was because we started this conversation <laughs> somehow. I don't know. You came to my house, I think, and you you came with her, and we just got into this five-hour-long <laughs> spirituality conversation that we literally like the lights were flickering like fucking energies were everywhere it was like psychotic 
we didn't know what to do with ourselves, but like we couldn't stop. You <laughs> never know, looked back. we never looked back. And like, we've learned, I've learned the most from, from you guys. So, so yeah, just 100%. like be open, but you got to, everyone has to be open-minded. And if everyone can do that, we can have conversation and learn and we wouldn't have as much hate. Imagine world. having a religious conversation and not sharing your opinion at all. Mm-hmm. Like just listening to what somebody else believes and getting like in their head Ooh. why they believe that, how they believe that, all that Challenge. without giving any of Challenge. your opinion to them. Yeah. In general, in life, just listen more. Yeah. <laughs> like, true. You don't need to talk. Wait. Just listen. You'll this is the last that. thing I'm going to say, but it's very interesting that, and we said this before, how religion is one of the things that we were always taught to never speak about at the dinner table. Religion and politics. Religion yep. and politics, which is like the two major things that you should fucking talk about so you can see all the different perspectives of things, you know? Well, and even we were it's nervous very... to make this episode. I remember we were oh, like, yeah. we pushed it back a lot. We always had that on our list, but we we're like, do we do it? Do we not? But I feel like 2020 or maybe it's just all of our energy right now. It's like... We are living authentically. We've overcome mm-hmm. whatever barrier that was, and we're ready to share, and we're ready to listen. And we're ready to listen. <laughs> and coming Overall. from a place of love. So make sure to follow us on Instagram, at Vibe Up the Podcast, and like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you. Peace out. Thank you. Thank you.